All right. Uh, let's take our Bibles to uh, to the book of Sam. I mean, sorry, Philippians. Let's take our Bibles to the book of Philippians. Philippians chapter. Philippians chapter four. All right, Philippians chapter 4, and I'm going to start reading from verses 4 to 9. Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 to 9. The Bible reads, Rejoice in the Lord, hallway, and again I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Verse 6, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplications, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Verse 8, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, Whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on this thing. And verse 9, the last verse. Those things which ye have both learned and received and heard, and seen in me, do, and the God of peace shall be with you. Amen. Amen. Father, we thank you so much for this pri- uh, privilege. And we thank you for the opportunity that we have. Father, I pray, oh Lord, that we speak to our hearts individually. And we pray, oh Lord, that you will help us to experience the true peace that comes from you. Help us, Lord, to follow your prescription on what we need to do in order for us to maintain the peace of God. Thank you, Father, for all that you've done. In Jesus' mighty name we've prayed. Amen. Amen. You know, one of the things that, uh, that, is, that is causing a lot of problems in our lives today is the lack of one thing. This is that thing that everyone in the world the want and the desire, they covet so much. And that is the word peace. Okay? Peace is something that people cannot exchange anything for in the name of peace. There are so many countries today that are fighting, especially also in our country. In the northern part of the country, there is no peace. People are living in fear Of what is going to happen to them in the next five minutes because the peace is not there. And that is the physical world. But when we look at the spiritual life, our life spiritually, my question to you tonight is, do you enjoy the peace of God? Do you enjoy the peace of God? Do you have peace in your hearts? On daily basis. Can you say, oh pastor, 
I know for sure 100% that I enjoy the peace of God. Now, I want to talk about the prescription for peace. Now, if you want to enjoy the peace that we're talking about, there are prescriptions that God wants us to follow. There are requirements that God wants us to follow in order for you to enjoy the peace that we are talking about here. Now, when you go to a doctor, the doctor will prescribe a drug for you. In order for you to get well. Now, when you realize that you are not enjoying, I'm not saying you do not have the peace, but you are not enjoying the peace that you ought to have in your daily life. The peace that you're supposed to enjoy. I mean, listen, you are not supposed to endure Christian life. You're supposed to enjoy Christian life because of the abundant peace that God has given. Say, my peace I give unto you. My peace I leave unto you. Not as the world giveth, I give unto you. So the peace that we're talking about is not what the world can give you. It's not what you can get in amusement park. It's not what your brothers can give you. It is not the peace that comes from, I mean, what you have done right. But the peace that we're talking about, it can only be given through our Lord Jesus Christ. And there are some things that God wants us to consider in this passage. That will help us to enjoy the peace of God in our lives. This verse outlined the Christian and the biblical prescription for peace. You know, without peace, there will be no joy in our Christian life. When you do not have peace, when your mind is troubled. When you are worried about so many things, you worry about your life, you worry about your future, you worry about your circumstances, you worry about your, I mean, about your family, you worry about what will you be in the future. Let me tell you something, there will be no peace in your heart. There will be no peace. You begin to think about, you know, what will happen to me in the next day? There will be no peace. So when there is no peace, there will be no joy in your life. Number one thing that God wants us to do in order for us to maintain the peace of God in our life, number one is we need to live passionately. We need to live passionately. Look at verse 4 of the book of Philippians chapter 4, verse 4. Look at what the Bible says. The Bible says, rejoice in the Lord always. Amen? I mean, you can see what the Bible says. The Bible says, rejoice in the Lord. The Bible does not say rejoice in money because money is temporary. Amen? We need to rejoice in the Lord. The Bible says rejoice in the Lord, not in fun. You know, some churches today, all what they do is to bring entertainments, entertainers, or sorry, entertainment, entertainers, comedians, to the church of God, to the house of God, where the word of God is supposed to be preached from the pulpit. So they bring entertainments in order for the people to be relieved of their stress. You know, when those people, when they go back, or you know what will happen to them? Their sorrows will come back to them because they just ease their soul. They ease their suffering a little bit. They ease their panic a little bit, but they never kill it. So number one thing that God wants us to understand is we need to live passionately. Rejoice in the Lord always. Let me tell you something. If you focus on the outward circumstances, are you listening to me? If you focus on the outward circumstances that we are going through in life, they will sap, they will remove the energy that you're supposed to have in enjoying the Christian life. But the Bible tells us that we need to rejoice in the Lord. 
Rejoice in the Lord always. Now, there should be no time when you should not rejoice in the Lord. That is how passionate you are. There is nothing in the world. All what you will get in this world is disappointment. All what you will get in this world is, um, is persecution. All what you will get in this world is trials. All what you will get in this world is wars and, I mean, and, and betrayers and deaths and suffering and so many other things that you will find in the world. Now, if all your focus is in how much money can I make or how much things can I accomplish, how can I have my next clothes, how can I have my next shoe, if we are so passionate about the outward appearance and we do not rejoice in the Lord, let me tell you something, it will not help us in experiencing the peace that we're supposed to have. That peace will not be there because the moments you do not have those things that you crave for, the peace of God, you will be disturbed in your mind. The moment you do not have those things that you are living for. So that is why the Bible did not say we need to rejoice in money. I mean, money is good if the Lord blesses you. But that, is not, that should not be the reason why you should rejoice. A lot of people today that, that, that have a lot of money, let me tell you something, they are the most wretched people. They are not happy. Do you know what they want to do? They want to make more money. How many of you have heard someone, a rich man, that is satisfied with money? Have you ever seen a rich man that is satisfied with money? You will never find a rich man that is satisfied with money. Even when he comes to church, all his mind, all his thinking, if it is not filled with the word of God, if he is not a spirit-filled believer, he will always be thinking about how he can make more money. There is nothing in this world that can satisfy you. So that is why there is only one person that can satisfy you is the Lord. He is all sufficient. Let me tell you something. He is all you need, my brother. He is all you need, my sisters. And that is why the Bible does not tell you to rejoice in the things of this life. Rejoice in the Lord. Live passionately. The moment people started rejoicing in entertainment, the moment entertainment shuts down, your problems and sorrows we go. The moment you focus on the drums and dancing up and down, the moment there is, I mean, the dancing stops and nothing like dancing, your sorrows will come. But that is why some people, they say, dance away your sorrow. You know, you don't dance away your sorrow. The moment you dance, because you cannot continue, you cannot continue to dance, people will think that you are mad, right? And if dancing is how you deal with your sorrow, the moment you stop dancing, your sorrow will come back. So if you want to keep your sorrow away, you need to continue dancing. And when you continue to dance, people will think that you are crazy. So God is saying that no, that is not where you're supposed to find your rejoicing. The Bible is telling us that we need to rejoice in the Lord always. What do you rejoice in? You know, a lot of people rejoice in money, football, cars, and many other temporal things of this life. But our, 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 our peace is not based on the physical things that we see. Our peace is based on what we rejoice in. What do you delight yourself in? The Bible says, delight thyself also in the Lord. Because the Bible is the, I mean, the, word, I mean, the Lord is the only one that can supply everything that you are trusting him for. So when you delight yourself in the Lord, when you rest in the Lord, when you commit yourself in the Lord, you experience the true peace that God is talking about. So what do you rejoice in? 
God wants you to live passionately. If you want to express the peace of God that passes all understanding, but God is telling you that how do you live your life? What do you live your life for? Not only how do you live your life, but what do you live your life for? I, I mean, I, let me be honest with you. I've seen so many people that are, that are not wealthy, that do not have money, and they are happy people. They are peaceful people. You can see the peace of God in their hearts. I mean, with me, me, you, you, never, you don't know what is going on within them. But by mere looking at them, you can see the peace of God, the glory of God right there to know about How were they able to accomplish those things? I'm telling you, because they find the right source. They base their rejoicing on the right source. And that is the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Our rejoicing should be in the Lord. And our principle, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, say, he say, and again, I say rejoice. You know when you say, and again. If you forget always, don't forget again. Amen? I mean, if, there, if, if, if you don't remember always, but there is again, I say rejoice. Emphasis. He made emphasis on you rejoicing. We shouldn't be a Christian that is always sad. Because the moment you begin to feel sorrowful about your situation, you feel sorrowful about your life, you are hindering the fulfilling or the feeling of the peace of God in your life. You are hindering that peace to bubble, to grow, to expand. You are entering the work of peace. So, God wants us to live passionately. You know, when I was in school, I mean, even though we go through difficulties, you know, sometimes I would not hit for like two days when I was in Bible school. And people would still see me smiling. Because what I go through is not about my life. It's not, it's not about this life. It's not about my body. You see, the flesh always wants to control. So if you give your flesh an occasion to control you, your flesh will dictate for you when you need to be sad. Your flesh will dictate for you when you need to be happy, when you're supposed to be dictating for your flesh, when you need to be sad, when you need to be happy. And that is why Ecclesiastes said, there is season for everything. You know the reason why there is season for everything, there is time for everything under the sun? It's because you be the one in charge of how you live your life. Your flesh will not dictate for you how you control your life. Amen? So God is saying that I want you to live passionately. Rejoice in the Lord always. Even when you are sad, even when things are bothering you, when you have a broken heart, you find your joy in the Lord. Amen? You know, there are times to... There are times that things are, they are paining me. I feel like getting mad at everyone. Getting mad at my wife, getting mad at my children. Not happy with them because of things that are going on. But constantly I have to remind myself that, listen, you will hinder the peace of God in your heart when you begin to rejoice in the worldly things than the, that in the Lord. So God is saying, I want you to rejoice in the Lord. And again, and again, and again, and again. 
It's in linear form. You say, and again, and again, and again, and again, and again, I want you to rejoice. So God wants you to enjoy the peace of God. And the, one, of the, one of the ways you can enjoy the peace of God is when you rejoice in the Lord. When you live passionately. Look at what the Bible says in the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 15. Take your Bibles to Jeremiah chapter 15. Jeremiah chapter 15, verse 16. Jeremiah chapter 15, verse 16. I read. Look at this. Thy words were found, and I did eat them. And thy word was unto me, what? The joy and rejoicing of my heart. For I am called by thy name, O Lord God of hosts. Amen. So it is saying that, listen, your word is a rejoicing to my heart. I find joy in my heart when I think about your word. Amen. So the moment you are going through a broken heart, the moment you are going through difficult times, you need to find joy in the word of God. The word of God will bring joy to your heart. The word of God will, I mean, will, will, will help you to maintain that peace. So live passionately. Let your delight be in the law of the law. The Bible says, and in this law, that it meditates day and night, and it shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. So, we should find our delight in the word of God. The word of God should be our delight. Even though Jeremiah was going through suffering, he was going through trials, the beating they put him in the dunghill, the chastising, they, they smote him. But Jeremiah will not quit on God. Jeremiah always finds his delight in the word of God. So we need to live passionately. Let's enjoy reading the word of God. The Bible says in the book of Nehemiah that the joy of the Lord is our strength. Amen? Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 10. Say the joy of the Lord is our strength. So the joy of the Lord should always be your strength. You should find your strength in the Lord. That is the joy of the Lord is my strength. So every one of us, at one point or the other, our delight should always be, how can I live passionately so that I can enjoy the peace of God in my heart? Number two, not only for you to live passionately, but God wants us to live patiently. Amen? Take your Bible bags to uh, Philippians chapter 4. Live patiently. Look at what the Bible says in verse 5. Chapter 4, verse 5. The Bible says, Let your moderation be known unto all men. The word moderation means, Let your forbearance, let your gentleness, Let your gentleness be made known unto all men. Be made known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. I want us to live patiently. You know, we live in this world that is full of rushes. Everyone wants cash. Everyone wants things. Everyone wants houses. Everyone wants to be, uh, everyone, everyone wants to get married. But God is saying that, I want you to be patient. So God is telling us to live patiently. Sometimes you can be tempted by what other people are achieving in life. Oh, my friends are driving cars. My friends are giving birth. My friends are doing it. No, that is your friend. Your friends are your friends. You are not your friends. 
You don't know the step they have taken. You don't know where they are coming from. You need to live your life, your, your life, not your, your, your friend's life. A lot of people, they are not living their lives, but they are living other people's lives because they cannot live patiently. So God is telling us that we should live what? Patiently. Let your moderation be made known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Your moderation is your gentleness. You know, not how long you can run. We have so many people that they can run. But they, at the end of their lives, they run to the wrong place. So if you want to enjoy the peace, if you don't want to be disturbed, if you don't want the peace of God in your hearts to be disturbed, don't look at what other people are doing, or don't look at how people are achieving, achieving things in life. You need to focus on what you are doing. Live patiently. God wants you to live patiently. You know, patience is something that is missing in our society today. Nobody wants to be patient anymore. Oh, when I started church, that is why so many churches are full of nonsense, wickedness. You know, many people, they've lost trust in churches. You know the reason why? There are so many things done in the name of crowd. We want to have many people in our church. Oh, we want our church to be filled. You want big numbers so that they will appear on radio and we appear on television so that people will respect me so that I will be like Adeboye, I will be like Oyedepo, I will be like those so many big names in, in our country. People will do things, I mean, people will do things in the name of numbers, in the name of fame. Let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you something. It is not how much people we have in church, but how many people are faithful. How many people love the Lord. God wants us to be patient in everything. The same goes to you. The same goes to everyone here today. Listen, if you don't live patiently and you are looking at how other people have been successful, it will hinder the peace of God in your hearts. Amen? It will hinder the peace. You will be disturbed. Even at night, you will not want to sleep. Do you understand me? You don't want to sleep at night. When you look at how your friends are. My friends just bought a car. Ha, Uluwa. When am I going to buy a car? Oh, your friends just did this. And sometimes people, are, people worry so much about things that they should not worry about. And some of them, they are now experiencing. We have people that are stroked. People that are hypertensive. Because they allow things in their heart. God wants us to live Patiently. Patient. Listen, Christian, I want you to be patient. God desires for us to live gently and not roughly. Not everything you have to respond to or, I mean, or to react in life. The same goes with our relationship with other people. You know, a lot of you, you, you don't know how to live well with other people. Ah, we, we can't live with others. We react quickly to situations in our lives. Chromatic suddenly we explode. Ah, ah, ah. You know, it affects that peace. God wants us to live patiently. Not everything you react to. There are some things that you just have to be folding and be looking at. There are some things that you just have to, I mean, wait patiently for God to take over, for God to avenge. You know, I was talking to a young man. We saw on Monday, I was going to fill our gas. And he was like, Pastor, listen, I'm not happy. 
Yeah, blah, 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 blah. Uh, my, my sister did this to me and that and that. And I'm angry with her. And I will never talk to her. And I sat and I was looking at him. And I will never talk to her. And, you know, I was studying him. When he was saying that, his, his chest was just beating like this. Boom, boom. He was just beating. He was angry. Even when he remembered what the sister has done. I'm telling you, you don't need to react to everything that is going on around you. A lot of us, we just, ah, I think about suffering. Listen, listen, the life is so simple. God wants you to live patiently. You need to be patient. Listen, it's not everything in life that we have to respond to. It is not about that. I don't want, listen, if someone slaps me, I don't want, I, I don't, I don't want them to, I don't want them to interfere. They slap me. Okay, I don't want them to interfere with my joy. I'm more concerned with my peace, the peace in my heart. So I'm telling us, if we can learn this in life, it will help us to avoid unnecessary fighting. It's that you need it. We fight over things that are not right. We begin to, I mean, we begin to keep malice. You know, the moment you begin to keep malice, when you cannot live patiently with your neighbors, it will affect you. It will not affect the person, but it will affect you that is keeping malice. Malice. So I'm telling us as children of God, if you want to enjoy the peace in your Christian life, the prescription for peace, number one, we need to live passionately. We need to live patiently. There is no patience without trials. The Bible says, I'm I mean, I'm patient. I mean, I'm trials work at patient. We need to live patiently in different circumstances of life. Be patient in hope. We need to live patiently with impatient neighbors. There are so many people that are not patient. We need to live patiently for the coming of Christ. God wants us to live patiently in order for you to enjoy the peace. I can go on and on. We have so many verses in the Bible, verses in this passage to show us in the book of Romans chapter 12, verse 12, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse, 12, I mean verse 14, and James chapter 5, verse 7. All talks about maintaining peace with people around you. Let me tell you, let me tell you something that God wants, bless, the Bible says, blessed are the peacemakers. God wants you to be a peacemaker. God wants you to enjoy the peace. You know, the more you are becoming a peacemaker, the more you will also experience true peace in your heart. Amen? And number three, we need to live prayerfully. Look at verse, Philippians chapter four. Look at verse six. We need to live prayerfully. Philippians chapter four, verse six. I love the word, the first four letters. You know what that is? The Bible says, be careful for nothing. Wow. Wow. Be careful for nothing. Now, if you want to enjoy the peace, instead of putting so much load on your head, why don't you pray about it? Let it go. Take all your burdens to the Lord and leave it there. Look, I want you to understand that the moment you begin to carry things in your heart that you cannot change, there are situations that you cannot change, there are burdens that you cannot change, there are things that you cannot change, that all what you need to do is just to pray over it. You know, there are things in your life that no matter how you try to do it, you cannot change it, that all what you have to do is just to pray over those situations that you're going through. 
pray over it. The Bible says, but in everything by prayer and supplications, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. So God is saying that we need to make our request be made known unto, unto God. So God wants you to live prayerfully. A life without prayer is like angel without hoyer. It can work for a while, but it will knock out. And that is why the Bible tells us, be instant in prayer. Pray without ceasing. Men ought always to pray. Continue to pray. We have so many commands in the Bible that tells us that we need to do this and do that and do that about prayers. Live prayerfully. Let your life be a life of prayer. Let people see you with a passion to pray. Do you have passion to pray? Do you continue to pray? Do you spend time with God in your prayers? Let me tell you something. So many things that we put in our mind, if we can pray about it, we will not put them in our mind. Because the more you put in your mind, the more it will disturb the peace. There is, I mean, there is little amount of things that our mind can hold. But if you put everything in your mind and in your heart, and you begin to carry them about, you carry them to this situation, another situation which just, it's like carrying so many things. But Apirus, can you just quickly come? I want to use that illustration. But Apirus, he has this, uh, uh, this inbox in his hand. Okay, instead for Papyrus to put this in books before God and say, God, you know, I can't carry this in book alone. I need your strength, I need your energy, I need your power. The moment Papyrus began to think about this in books all the day, say, I carry the book, I mean, he carries this in book, you know what will happen? Another in book will join. And he started working about again. He just come, come, Papyrus. He just come again. Oh, you see how then? Another one will come. It's getting too much bigger and bigger and bigger. Let me tell you something. If we find it so difficult to deal with his problems and situation, if he cannot, the moment he gets to say, God, here is my problem. I cannot deal with it. I'm leaving it to you. Here is my problem. I cannot deal with it. I'm leaving it up to you. Here, every time we get our problem, every, thank you, every situation that we find ourselves, we should always take it to the Lord. We cannot do it. We cannot help ourselves. We cannot help our situation. Let me tell you something. How many of you have ever changed your situation by just thinking about your situation? How many of you? We can't change our situation by thinking about the situation. You can only change the situation by praying over it. Let God have his way in your situation. Let God take control in what you are going through in life. We all go through difficulties in our lives. My home may be different from your home. What you go through will be different from what I go through. I may be going through things that, you know, if I tell you, you'll be like, oh, thank God, Olu Oshio, they may repeat it, Pastor. You even thank God that your problem is not like Pastor's problem. But I'm telling you that everyone wish you know how we need to deal with our situation. We need to know that there is only one person that can take care of our situation, and that is God. That is why He said, "Be careful for nothing." The moment you begin to careful, be, begin to care for something, it will take away the peace. Be careful for nothing. Anything that comes your way, you need to understand that your Father is in control of everything that comes. Be careful for nothing. I'm imploring you tonight, this evening, 
Now, if you want to enjoy the peace, God wants you to live passionately. Not only does God want you to live passionately, God wants you to live uh, patiently, and also God wants you to live prayerfully. Be a man and woman of prayer. Let prayer be the reason why you live. You know, daily dose of prayer to life keeps the peace of God in your heart. Don't allow worry to take away your spiritual power. You know, prayer has been ignored by many people. And that is why we are running from one church to another church for answers to prayers. Amen? Amen. The reason why many of us today, we run from one church to another. Oh, pastor, please pray for me. You go to this pastor today, this pastor will tell you that, you see, your mother is beyond your predicaments. Oh, my mother, my mother, oh, oh, oh. Now, you go to another person. Ah, no. You know, you remember when you were in school, they, they began to tell you things when you began to move from one place to another. Let me tell you tonight. You have the same access to God, just like the past. That's why I always encourage you that by Jesus Christ, we have been given access to the throne of grace. That is what the Bible says. Let's come boldly before the throne of grace that we might obtain mercy and help to find in the time of need. You have opportunity to go to God. You have opportunity to pray. You have opportunity to spend your time with God. Why don't we take opportunity? Why don't we seize that opportunity and spend our time before the throne of God? Amen? Amen. Prayer. Prayer first energy within our soul to continue to hope in the Lord. Why worry when you can do nothing about it? Why do you worry when you can do nothing about it? The Bible says, take no thought for yourself. Say, don't even think about what you are going through. He said, you cannot even remove, even by taking thought of your life, by taking thought of your situation, you cannot even remove one problem out of your life. So why, why then do you care? If I know that I cannot change situation, my brother, why should I care about my situation? Why can I pray? Why can I stand before God and say, God, I'm giving my problems. I'm giving my situations. I'm giving my difficulties. I'm giving my trials up to you. I want you to take care of it. Amen. Amen. The prescription for peace. Live passionately, live patiently, and live prayerfully. And the Bible says in this passage, it says, be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplications, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. Amen. Amen. Do you want to enjoy the peace of God? Do you want to enjoy the peace of God? You need to follow this prescription and the word of God. Every head, but let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for this opportunity that we have. Thank you, Father, for the, uh, the prescription that you've given us. In order for us to maintain the peace, Father, we pray, whole oh Lord, that you will help every one of us individually to be able to enjoy the peace uh, that comes from you. Thank you, Father, for all that you've done for us. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right.